The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. All you got to do is click on that, um, and you can play that up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he will be live in that little area right there. And then on the right side of the page is where we're streaming live right now. Just click on the play button, and it'll blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then in the bottom right-hand corner, click on the Rumble icon and join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble as well. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel there. Please subscribe. Also, um, before it's news.com, top of the page, 
We're also on dlive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. So be sure and check those out. Also, right up under there is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. You get one of those a day, later in the evening usually. And then if you want our ministry email, which goes out on Saturdays once a week, uh, you get exclusive content in that. Go to sonsoflibertyradio.com and uh, sign up there off the front page. We also uh, would appreciate your support. If you agree with our message, you want to keep us out there doing what we're doing, there's a donate button at the top of the page. You can click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can become a monthly partner as a son or daughter of Liberty, and that link is also at the top of the page. And uh, then our store is available. So if you this week we're highlighting, and this is the last, last day to get this, we're highlighting the My War comic book novel, The Testimony of Bradley Dean. This has done uh, high-quality paper and illustrations by former DC Comics artist Danny Bulanati. I mean, it really, it really rivals anything out there. And if you want <clears throat> to reach a, a young person, or maybe an older person with a comic book uh, with the testimony of Bradley, as well as there's the Declaration of Independence, the, the Constitution's in there, there's some other things, there's some question and answers in the back also. If you'd like to do that, the donation is normally $15 for this comic book, this week only through tonight at midnight, Saturday at midnight. Uh, you can get 20% off of that by using the promo code COMIC20. COMIC20 gets you uh, 20% off and uh, yeah, that's through midnight tonight. A couple of headlines here. I'm going to do a couple of videos, and then we're going to get over to Kate this morning. Um, Detective of the Year busted in child sex sting for sending sexually explicit messages. You you, you see, I, I'm coming to the conclusion: the more in this country that we're giving authority to other men instead of doing it ourselves. The way we set the Constitution up, really set it up, we the people are the kings of Romans 13 in the United States. We are, okay? But the more we give it up to these men and they get in these little gangs, which is what a lot of this amounts to, the more we're setting ourselves up to be uh, have tyranny and to have stuff like this guy right here. And I'll bet you he's not the only one in that department who's doing it. I'll bet you. This is out of California, though. How did Deborah Burks get the job? Check that out at sonsofliberty.com. If you missed our interview with Casper McLeod yesterday, boy, that was interesting, wasn't it? Um, <clears throat> I've got uh, Philly says he's going to be the the Zeppelin man from now on. He thinks he he's a Robert Plant lookalike. Uh, I kind of thought he looked like the guy from Autograph, but what a great guy! Um, and doing doing the work there in Georgia and around the country and even the world. You know, we talked about going to Scotland and some of these other places as well. Be sure to check that out if you missed it. Also, Catherine Austin Fitz, her latest financial rebellion. Does the Bank for International Settlements owe us $21 trillion, $65,000 per person? If you, if you don't remember, the Bank for International Settlements... I played the video of the guy talking about them moving this digital currency so they could control it so they would know who spends what $100 and $1 and $5. And I call him Mr. Stay Puff Man because he was as big as the screen was. And this is, the, this is the people that they're talking about. These people want to control us. This guy is Jabba the Hutt. He, he's the guy, um, you know, you see the dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking rich kind of thing. This is that guy. This is the guy. The video is on there if you haven't seen it, by the way. We also have uh, Fauci saying, if you aren't up to date on your COVID shots, you're going to get in trouble. Oh, really? You know what? I, I think it's about time the people 
put that back on them and say, if you keep going on with these restrictions, you're in trouble. In fact, Fauci should be in trouble right now. He should have already been put through due process, convicted, and executed. The evidence is here. We have it. He knew what was going on all along, and Deborah Burks has already come out and said she knew it too. But what did they play to you? They played the lies. They played the lies. And I'm telling you, if we don't bring it right quick, they're going to start bringing it to our front door. We've talked about that, Amos 3.6. They're going to start bringing that to our front door. And very soon. They're already gearing up for it. In fact, I was hearing a report yesterday that a lot of these illegals, that everybody thought it was so cute, oh, we're just going to send them to D.C., I think Texas was going to do that. We're going to send D.C. I'm understanding that a lot of these illegals are now being incorporated into the federal government. I haven't confirmed it yet, but that's what I'm being told. That a lot of them are being incorporated into a federal army, if you will. That's what DHS is. That's what the FBI has become. That's what the NSA, the CIA, that's what all of them have become. A federal army against the people, not for the people. And they're going to be used against us, just like they were in uh, Canada. Remember that? We had the UN planes landing there. We had the, the people beating up on the people who weren't uniformed. They didn't have their name tags or any of that. Yep, they're foreigners. Only in the United States, the people are armed. In the United States, the people are armed. Also, Georgia, this one was amazing. I watched the video. It was kind of interesting. Uh, you got some guys, I think this was in, um, <clears throat> yeah, Fort Stewart, Georgia. Good Samaritans were fined and threatened with arrest for pulling government litter out of a river. Now, understand something. They were doing it on a bridge that's considered, you know, whatever, army property or this, that, and the other, whatever the thing is, Okay. The people pay for the roads. The people pay for that bridge. And you got some military guys. These guys were pulling up long belts of 50 caliber rounds. They were pulling up anti-tank or tank missiles out of the water that were thrown in the water. All kinds of junk in there. Okay, They called the military police. They, They notified them that this was in the water. And this is a water supply. Okay, And you got some jerk of a game warden who comes down there and says, well, you're on federal property and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's not about the government dumping this crap into the water. It's about you shouldn't have pulled it up. You weren't supposed to be here to pull that up. So we're going to write you $130 a piece, which ended up being $390 or whatever it was for these three guys. And, uh, you know, all this stuff and acting like he was doing them a favor by not hauling them off to jail. you got to see the video for yourself. It's incredible. All right, I want to play a couple of videos here before we bring um, Kate on. And this one right here, i I got to tell you, this stuff going on with Alex Jones, by the way, we have a call in to Robert Barnes to see if we can get him on because, um, you know, Robert is kind of on the up and up. One of the things... One of the... uh, He's kind of up on on the up and up here. Uh, with what's going on with Alex Jones. But I want you guys to kind of see this because this is, I had a short one that was done a little different. But this is one of the questions that was asked. And I got to tell you, I think all of this is a big setup. Whether you like Alex Jones or not is irrelevant. This is an issue of freedom of the press to question things, 
to call out certain things and say, wait a minute, something doesn't make sense here. You've even got a judge asking him a bunch of questions. I've never seen a judge respond the way this lady does. I mean, I think this lady doesn't have any business being on the bench anywhere. But just watch this little. It's kind of a comedy thing. But the point here is made. And you guys on the radio, you'll hear what goes on. You just won't see it unless you want to jump over to SunCelebrityMedia.com. Here it is. One of the things you've been talking about on your show is your allegation that government officials are aiding in pedophilia, child trafficking, and the grooming of children. Right? What do you mean like what Jeffrey Epstein did with the Clintons? Okay, for you guys who can't see it, it's like Joe Rogan side screen, you know, side ring or whatever with some guys like they're like they're doing some stuff and when he answers that, it's just, yeah, it's a takeoff there. What in the world? Okay, you're still playing. Okay, so sorry about that. That's my fault. Okay, so a couple other things. This one is Hungarian PM. Now, these politician stuff, I'm not trying to build them up, but I'll tell you what. The things I've at least heard and seen from Victor Orban, if somebody can show me something different, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay, I, I recognize that I take everything with a grain of salt. But this guy's been on it almost every time I've seen him talk and then what I've seen him do as far as keeping these illegal immigrants out of his country. This is Victor Or Orban. I want you to listen to these few seconds because oh it's it's just beautiful. Listen. Devoted to law and order without compromise. We decided we decided we don't need more genders, we need more rangers. <laughs> Less drag queens and more Chuck Norris. <laughs> that's exactly right less drag queens more chuck norris that's just that's great that's great and then this final one now again this is very serious even though i'm looking at it going like how is this woman continuing to stay in office this is nancy pelosi this is not the slowed down edited kind of video with her appearing to be slurring her words on this is a woman who just she doesn't seem to be up here, and I'm wondering, is the booze just kicking in, or is it wearing off? I don't know. You tell me. We're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, it's, it's most of the product that we've done is, except now what we, we may have added in the last hour or so, and some of what we added is Senate to the bill, like a hearing. Bernie doesn't like hearing. Excuse me. Bernie loves hearing. <laughs> Manchin doesn't want hearing in the bill. That's not, um so some of the oriented and then we had the family medical aid. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in, if, even if Manchin doesn't like it. So, um, uh, so we are getting some bird and privilege. I think I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub, because privilege drug is deadless to a bill. Birdable, <laughs> it's important. It's you have to take it out, but privilege violation can take you out so so we're again getting that as we go along as well but when we pass a bill then they will f see it in its aggregate and make uh, some any concerns that any of this is quote, messaging because that they have to take some of those things out regardless no matter what you send over you said you weren't going to send a, a messaging bill 
No, no, we're going to send a messaging pill, but we uh, want to be sure that what we send is not birdable or bird bath. Bird bath. Privilege scrub. Privilege scrub. Those are two um, (laughs) exercises. Bathing exercises. Oh, bathing exercises. Bird bath. I mean, you see why the Bible says that for those who are in these kind of positions, they're not to be drinking wine. They're not to be drinking anything. They're to be sober-minded in those positions. They really are supposed to be that way. And this is a real problem when you when you have this kind of stuff going on. The final one I want to I want to do. Yeah, I know it's crazy, isn't it, guys? You guys are asking birdbath. What in the world is going on? Yeah, what's going on in her head? I don't know. Something from the brain to the mouth of something is not working there. And here's the final thing. All right, so we had um, we had Michael Snyder deal with this issue on these com. What were they? The the Commonwealth Games. These people are literally doing. What the children of Israel did when they came out of Egypt and Moses went on the mountain, you remember, they took all the gold and they made it into a calf, right? And they fell down and worshipped it. And then not only did they do that, they came out and they started engaging in revelries with one another, right? And that's when Moses came down and he slammed the tablets of the law that God had gave him and pronounced a curse on the people. Pick who's on the Lord's side. And the Lord, you know, the Lord opened up the earth and swallowed those who were against him, right? Now they're doing it again. They're doing it again. Check this out. This is a replica of Baal. By the way, B-A and A-L, barium, aluminum. That's what they're spraying. This is Baal. He's the god of fertility. The fake god of fertility. They pull it out at these games. The people are, you'll see in a bit, I'm just going to move it forward just a little bit because I want to get to to what we're going to talk about today. You see this lady, she walks towards him kind of like, you know, steady there, big boy, steady. And you'll see her later, she's actually riding on him. And that brings up that, that whole imagery of a woman rides the beast out of Revelation chapter 18. But the fact of the matter is, here's here they are. This is not, um, you know, some kind of choreography or something. This is a worship. Look at these people lifting their hands toward the beast here. Then you have the witches all around. That's what these ladies are. They're the ones who brought the beast in. Okay. And they're looking to try to control the beast. If you ask me, this is what the people at CERN are trying to do. They're trying to bring in demons and trying to control them. That's what they're wanting to do. That's my guess as to what they do. And every time man tries to do that, what happens? Well, man gets put down. Man gets controlled. Man gets possessed, if you will, of these kinds of things. All right? Now that's that one, and I could take you over. I'll have I'll have three videos up, different ones. One's from the BBC, uh, but you'll see in this one right here, you'll see that the woman who was trying to subdue the beast, here's what she's doing now. She's riding him. She's on top of him there. And 
these are different, just different shots, and I don't know exactly what's going on here. But they have a Tower of Babel here where they're calling the people to unite. Now listen, there is a place for uniting against tyranny. Okay, There's not a place for uniting in the worship of false gods. That is not allowed. You do not have the God-given right to worship false gods. Okay, Just want to throw those in there, but we're going to be talking about a young man by the name, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, Archie Bannersby, and we're going to be talking about what it means to be alive because the UK has had several of these instances, usually they're younger children, they're, they're toddlers, they're babies, where the UK has said, it's just fine to let those kids die in the hospital, even though they're clearly alive, okay? And we'll be showing some stuff with that, but uh, we're going to be doing that with our nurse and nutritionist, Kate Shimarani. And as always, good morning, Kate. Good to see you. Good morning. Thanks. Oh, my music. <laughs> That's right. We got to play the music there. <laughs> so what is going on with uh, with Archie here? Well, first of all, I just downed a big green juice. You might have seen me. <laughs> I did. I saw you. <laughs> um, well, this, this young, very beautiful young man, actually all children are beautiful, and we're reminded of that. Um, just, I, I was just looking at little verses there, and... Um, I kind of I kind of pulled this one up because I kind of like it before we start. We've got to remember that, um, uh, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. That's right. And um, so this this young man, I'm sure he'd rather be, be spoken of as, as a young man at 12 years old, was found by his mother with a ligature around his neck. I believe it was in April time. And... Since then, I, I keep reading about doctors. Um, I did actually ask Dr. Cartlin to come on, and he was going to, but it's his 40th birthday this weekend, so happy birthday, Dr. Yep, Cartlin. happy birthday, Dr. Cartlin. Um, they they keep talking about this this child being that he's brain stem dead, and um, please do go and, you know, look up the work of Dr. Dr. Byrne, a Christian, um, a neonatal uh, doctor. So they... In order to understand what's going on, you know, as you can see, he's squeezing his mother's hand. He's been putting on weight while he's in there. You're, if you're brain dead, nothing would work. And our brain doesn't like, you know, walk into the hospital on its own. It's connected to the rest of our body. So our heart is beating. So they're saying he's brain stem dead. And as I understand it, they haven't done certain tests. And just to recap so that people know, um, it was a doctor in the 1920s um, who reported with a, a, a fake name to an American publication that eugenics were being practiced in Germany and they were taking organs out and replanting them in someone else. Now, if you fast forward to 19... Oh, and just to say, as Dr. Byrne pointed out as well, Hitler didn't come into power till 1933. So this was before that. It was a eugenics program. And and I was on a I was on a um, an interview with uh, wonderful uh, Dr. Lee Merritt and another Obsgyny doctor, a lady, and we were on that. And it was interesting what Dr. Lee Merritt because this lineage always goes back. These people are always connected for you know for each generation. So then going to 1967, and Christian Bernard did a heart transplant in South Africa, and then three days later in Brooklyn, New York, they took. A, a heart from a three-day-old baby and implanted it into an 18-day-old 18 18 baby, and they both died, and it was illegal, and it was immoral. And so in order to hide it, 
they got, a, I think it was a committee in Harvard to come up with this, this brain dead, where they look at, I think you've got 14 reflexes and they look at uh, your eyes, your ears, and they also, uh, they talk about consciousness. And of course, consciousness, what is it? What we're seeing is that they're not expressing consciousness. It doesn't mean that it's not there. They're just not expressing it. Now, this young man has also been, they said that they couldn't do this looking at the brainwaves because he was sedated or they couldn't do this test on him because he was sedated, which he would be. Because in order to ventilate someone, you've got to sedate them. If you're going to put an ET tube down, an endotracheal tube, which they put in initially. And then the reason later they go in and do this uh, little tracheotomy is the C-shaped cartilage begins to collapse. So they do the trache tracheostomy and put in this. So... Um, they said they couldn't because he was sedated. So they came up with this in Harvard, this being brain dead. And one of their tests for being brain dead is, is you know, your reflexes, your eyes, your ears. And, you know, for conscious levels, do you respond to pain stimuli, et cetera? But they also take them off the ventilator for 10 minutes to see if they can spontaneously breathe, not wean them off it. They just take them off it. Now, when you go to the hospital, if you, are, if you are struggling to breathe, you go in and if you remember, the nurse or somebody uh, will take your temperature, your pulse, your respirations, and they put that little thing on your finger, which is going to look at your oxygen saturation levels. Now, if someone's um, not able to breathe properly, you'll, you might see them using all their accessory muscles. And like in babies, you'll see this bit dip in and you'll see the bottom of the sternum dip in on children. So if they're using all of their accessory muscles to breathe like this, and they're doing this tripod position, leaning forward and they can't speak in sentences. So what you, what you do is you give them oxygen, unless they've got, you know, something like COPD, they've had that for a long time, which is a different course, but then you see the oxygen mask with a bag on the bottom, the trauma mask. The reason you do that is you want to, perfuse the brain as much as possible with oxygen because if you don't if you have someone that's had a brain injury car accident suffocation whatever the longer the brain is without oxygen the carbon dioxide levels start to go up and they become acidic in the brain and what does the brain do it swells it starts to swell and this is why they give you certain drugs uh, i think it's mannitol it's a long time since i've worked in a e but it's i think it, that's one of the drugs to stop the swelling but if that brain keeps swelling, it's in, an en it's in an enclosed cavity in your skull. So what the brainstem that runs up the middle, what it will eventually do is start to push on that brainstem, which has got your important pieces, which is your, the part that controls your breathing, your blinking, your dilation and contraction of your blood vessels. It controls your temperature and it controls your heart. So it will start to press on that. And if that continues that's when your patient dies and it also starts to go herniate through little ventricles and that's called coning and they 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 gives off very specific signals to whoever's nursing them that that's happening so one one would think you wouldn't take someone off a ventilator to see if they could breathe because all of a sudden without being weaned off anything they're having their their, their oxygen withdrawn so what's going to happen they're going to get more CO2, more acidic and more brain damage because the brain's going to swell. And remember, you've got three minutes before um, damage occurs, five minutes, and you start to see death of brain tissue. So it's a very odd thing to do. Now, Dr. Byrne, please go and look him up on YouTube. Look up his website. It's incredible because he worked as a neonatal 
uh, consultant in the 60s. And he developed many things. They developed the feeding of these neonates and the need for copper, magnesium, um, other things. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not neonatal trained. So what he noticed was they wanted to take the organs and there was, he was being told, you know, don't treat that baby, let it down. He went, no, no, we treat them all. Well, fast forward, he became the champion for these patients that were going through the emergency room. Um, first of all, with like gunshot wounds, they wanted to use them as organ donor. Remember the now, you know, suicides is sky high. Children are great for using for donor to, to take organs from, but also young adults, you know, 12 up to 30 are a really good age to take organs from. And he's campaigned tirelessly in some of the children that were earmarked, well, young adults, I should say, for death. And he stopped it all. They got off the ventilator, went to college, got married, had kids. Can you believe this? And yet they were being told, their families, that they were brain dead, that they were brain dead. And this is what's happening here with, with Archie. And they fought tirelessly. So I... I I've spoken to, you've got to remember that doctors are trained in this way, this witchcraft and sorcery way that we know all about, and they've not questioned it. Oh, you're brain dead. You're brain dead, even though your heart's beating. Now, I've seen two, two, two personal things. One, I saw a lady in her 40s. We had to go and collect her from intensive care. She'd had a brain hemorrhage. They brought her down and they did, they did organ harvest, everything eretidus. And she came out looking like wax. She was literally like this color, exsanguinated. Okay. And it was very disturbing. Now, when I then go on years later, my own brother-in-law, who was 34, fell down the stairs and he had one bump on the back of the head, but the brain bounces and it bounces and bounces and bounces in, in that fluid, that cerebral spinal fluid in that enclosed cavity. And he got contracu injury to the front of his brain, his frontal lobes. The brain kept swelling and they removed his frontal lobes. Anyway, 10 days later, he died. But before he died, they did approach my stepsister and ask her, would she consider, you know, giving his organs? Now, let me tell you the way it's done. It'll be people in positions of trust, like the hospital chaplain. There'll be a particular nurse. Uh, a particular member of staff, and this is what they do. They go and speak to people and they use this, you know, very calm and your loved one will live on. And I'm sure they would, you know, their death's not in vain. And, and then you get to the families get to meet the person that's had the organ. Now it doesn't end there because that person who's had the organ then has to have lots of anti-rejection drugs. And then they end up getting cancer. And also you know, even today, if you're having organs, are they from vaccinated people? Now, a guy called Wes, who I know you know him, Tim, wonderful, wonderful man. His yep. son, when he was 18, had to have a heart transplant. Hmm. And he was given a heart from uh, somebody that had a brain tumor, had cancer of the brain. And they were told, oh, it's okay. You know, it's not in that, it's not in the spinal column. Well, if, you, if you've not learned much, I hope you've learned from me that cancer's toxicity and deficiency, failure to generate an immune response, wherever the tumor is, is just a symptom. That's why, you know, you cut it out, burn it out, poison it out, it pops up somewhere else. So, you know, I'm pretty horrified when I hear this, but going back to Archie, they, they don't anesthetize you when they take organs. They paralyze you. You are dissected. You're dissected. And the reason you see the heart rate going up and the blood pressure going up when they're taking the organs is that is a physiological response to pain. They just can't respond to it. Now, I don't know what you think of that. Now, I, I, on the 22nd of May, 2020, everyone in the UK became an organ donor. 
whether you like it or not, unless you opt out. If you want to opt out, just put opt out of being an organ donor in the Google search and it will pull up the form and make sure you print it off, fill it in, staple it to your head or give it to all your family members or, or let everyone know. But I'm not sure about children and I need to look into this because it's only if you're 18 and over. So that you've got two things here. Have they been approached yet about organs? And also, why are they switching this off on this child, on this young man, when he's not had most of this? And you've seen when you're squeezing your hand and who gets to decide that? Why are these people thinking that they can play God? Because as I understand it, if they're munching on about technology and everything that they can do, did they not take an oath? to preserve life till it's no longer, no longer could be preserved. We're not talking about a kid that's been on a ventilator for forever. This was April. Now there was another little girl that this, uh, that um, Graham Moore, who's from the English constitution party tried to help. That little girl was sitting on her mom's lap pointing at things, but they switched off her ventilator. You know, I know somebody that worked really high up in NHS England, and I don't care what anyone says about me anymore. You don't scare me. The worst thing that was done to me was you took my child, my child, you put him in all the papers, not because it bothers me, but what's that going to do to his future? Telling lies. So you couldn't do anything worse to me. And for a mother, any mother will tell you she protects her cubs. So that's right. You've got to be worst. So it doesn't matter to me what you say about me. I really don't care. God's my witness. Now, somebody told me he was very high up in NHS England and he left and I know that he was, uh, what happened to him next, he got beaten up. But he told me that right at the very top, they practice black magic. I have no reason to disbelieve this man. In fact, every reason to believe him, totally believe him, because I got to know him quite well. And I'm not surprised. And then he showed me a document where whistleblowers, they go down this, this course of action to get them to commit suicide. And I just heard just yesterday about an NHS doctor who was a whistleblower who disappeared turned up and he's attempted suicide. You know, this is a really dirty, dirty piece of work, this, what's happening. But there are really good doctors in the NHS and there are really good nurses, but there's also a lot out there that they shouldn't be allowed near anybody, not even my dogs or my cats. But they're being trained in a set way and they're not questioning it. Now, there was a, a little boy, um, there was a documentary made about him and he was, he was born with half his brain missing. His brain stem, he had one half of the brain and they advised the mother to abort. She wouldn't. The child was born. And anyway, he, he fed, didn't die. And they eventually got him home and they started doing intensive um, movement therapy with him and light therapy and showing him things. His other side of his brain grew. It grew. Now, they say with adults when they've had a brain injury that up to two years, what you see is what you get. After two years, they don't really make much of a recovery after that. But children do. It's very different with children. And Dr. Dr. I, th I don't know if I'm saying his name, Dr. Byrne, the way it's spelled. He said, you know, brains, these brains have to rest. It's like anything when you're injured. What do you get? Pain, swelling, inflammation, which is the swelling, and you rest. So is this what, that, what is happening to these kids or, or anyone with a brain injury? And I also saw, and I, I've, for the life of me, couldn't find it this morning. I went onto YouTube oh, years ago. And I saw this footage, it was a doctor and it was a lady that had, had a stroke and she had um, aphasia where, you know, the words that were coming out of her mouth, what she thought she was saying, it was completely different. So she was just, blah, 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 blah. And I think she was like in her late fifties, early sixties. 
and she'd had a stroke a year and a half ago and she was just sort of walking with a very strange gait and, and couldn't speak and had her arms retracted. And he gave her this drug intrathecally into the cerebral spinal fluid and tilted her on this tilt table for, I think, something like half an hour. When he stood her up, she stood there for a while and then she started to, to talk, saying words. And she said it was like a fog clearing. And now she could speak. And, and then I went and found some other um, interesting conversations where they said they don't believe that, that memories are stored in the brain anymore, that they're stored in like an iCloud. And this all goes together with what I've spoken about, about, you know, the, the, the 528, um, you know, what we did last week about easy water. It's all connected. So I, you know, well done for Brian and Piers and, and, and a lady, I've just sent it to you, Tim, that are outside the hospital now trying to campaign. And Brian, who is the manager of the British spider Man, you see, Brian's the guy on the left there. And he's a fantastic guy, he goes up and down the country supporting everyone that talks. And he's a manager of the, the living Spider-Man guy, you know, who climbs up buildings. And when I sent him some interviews on the website of Dr. Dr. Byrne, he was so horrified about what brain, about brain dead, but it doesn't exist. And he's worked tirelessly to try and get this young man, basically a stay of execution. Hmm. Kate, can, let, let me, let me add something to it. I, I've made mention of this before. It's probably, gosh, what year is it? 2022. It's probably been 15 years or so. I, I don't know. There was a film that they, they put out called Awake. And I, I can't oh. recommend, yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, I, I can't recommend it for any kids, but um, because I, I got to tell you, I was I was almost physically ill seeing what was going on. But at the end, and the reason I watched it was because of some of the reviews talking about this happens on a daily basis. And they, the plot of the movie is there's there's a guy who's married to a woman. She's messing around on him with the doctor, with the surgeon he's going to have to have a heart transplant with. <laughs> and so they put him under. And what they're going to do is they're going to take the heart and they're going to inject it with poison or something. And But the guy is wide awake, but he's completely paralyzed. He looks like he's asleep. They do the surgery. He's feeling everything. I don't even know how somebody survives all that. Uh, but he's feeling everything. And he hears what they're doing, so he catches them at the end. So there's a good ending to it. But at the, at the same time, there's this, there's this idea at the end. They show you how many people every year... I think it was just they were just stating the states, but it may be worldwide. How many people are experiencing this when they go in for a surgery at the hospitals, as you call them, uh, in this kind of thing? And then I want to I want to play this part because I played the video part while you were speaking of um, young Archie, and I think yeah. I stopped it right around here where his mom is coming out, and it's only about a it's less than a minute here. I I, I think I I recall this is the one. I have three a couple of them pulled up. Listen to what Archie's mom has to say, uh, and this was at the end of July. Okay. Um, right. Well, we've been silenced, I think, for long enough on Archie's progression, so we will continue this fight. And I thought there was a place where she's also speaking, but I, I don't know if these are family members. I think these are family members that she's got who are going with her. Um, July 31st, the government asked the High Court to urgently consider the UN's request. Now, 
this is where a lot of I think a we lot said, of problems. We? we made a pact. We made a end. promise to Archie. We'll fight to the end, and Archie's still fighting. So to let him down now is not an option. Yeah, who? What parent would let him down? What parent would just let them do what they're They've doing? They've got doctors. They've got doctors offering to treat him. Yeah, and take, and they still won't release it. Yeah, and what that's well. But, but Kate, isn't this what we've seen out of the UK over and over and over again? We've seen it with toddlers. We've seen it with young people. I don't think I've ever seen one with a child, a young man, as you call him, 12 years old. I don't think I've seen one this old yet. I'm sure it probably has happened before. But we've always seen it with the babies. We've seen it with the children where they had opportunity to fly out of the country and go take care of the kid. And the hospital won't release them. i got to tell you, this is why in the United States I can speak of why we're going through the tactical civics kind of response, tacticalcivics.com, if you want to learn that, putting in the grand jury, putting in the, the, the constitutional militia in our country, in your state, in your county, Americans, um, to do that because you get into a situation like this, you're not going to solve it with talking. You're not. These people are wicked when they do this stuff. They have no regard for the law of God that says you shall not kill. And if a boy can be a young man, whatever, anybody at whatever age can be cared for, and you're going to say, no, we're going to hold them here till they die, and we're going to help ensure that they die, then you need to take some armed people, and you can call me whatever you want to call me, but you need to take some armed people to go and secure that person's life and go help take care of them. You say, well, Tim, you're going to kill all these. No, I'm not intent on killing anybody. Mine is a show of force. But when you have shown your hand that you're intent on killing somebody, well, then we are on the defensive for that person. In South Carolina, it's called you assume their rights. We call it a castle doctrine here. Uh, But you assume their rights, and you are to protect them. And that is a command of the Lord. It is the positive aspect of thou shalt not kill. Jesus taught about it on the Sabbath day. Is it unlawful for me to heal on the Sabbath day? Well, for the Pharisees, it was. They would say, no, you can't heal because that's work. You just got to let the person die. Well, that's not fulfilling the law. That's not showing love for that person or for God. And so... When I see this stuff, boy, I I can see why they want to disarm you because they can just take anything and everything at will and the agents of the state will be armed and the people will be helpless to do anything about it. Yeah, isn't it odd? Isn't it odd that um, so many people know about this, but so many people, they just accept it. I, you know, I wonder what each of us would be like. Well, I know what I would be like if it were our child. Um, That's right. And it wouldn't be sinful either. It wouldn't be sinful. No. And, and, um, and also I was told, I, I was on uh, Unity News Network last night with Jackie DeVoy, wonderful, wonderful uh, woman. She has um, made the documentary um, along with Iconic, uh, David Ikes. They made a documentary called A Good Death. And it was about all the morphine and midazolam murders. And they are murders. And right now there is a case going through court. I know the gentleman. And he sent me all the documents originally. He actually nicked them. He stole them from the hospital, his father's documents, whilst he was visiting. And so they can't deny it. And when I saw them, I gasped. This was um, 2020, I think it was, 
early 2021, he showed them to me. I gasped because it's right there. And I always say it to you doctors and you nurses, there's a paper trail. There's a paper trail and someone's going to be who to blame and it's going to be you. And they, um, they, they murdered this gentleman. It's in the court. And this movie, A Good Death, a documentary, has got loads more cases like it. It's all there in one documentary. And um, I'll send it to you, Tim. Uh, and maybe you can pop it on your website. And okay. then I'm making a new documentary called Playing God. Now, I've been asked to be in that documentary. Well, who's playing God? The doctors and the nurses. And on the 29th of April, 2020, doctors were given authority that patients who couldn't reach their desired life goals, who were critical frailty scores six through nine, uh, they could have all of essential food, water, and medication removed. So, you know, for people to go, oh, it wouldn't be happening. It is happening. It's happening every single day. Yes, it is. It's always happened. Always happened. It's just, you know, even the Liverpool care pathway. But now the lid is off. The lid is off. And this whole thing about the Great Reset, you're dead right. It's a Great Reset. Literally dead right. Because the two doctors that I was on with um, on Dr. Mary Cooley's show the other night, um, Dr. Lee Merritt, and I forget if it's, um, I forget the other lady's name and I shouldn't because she's been on so much stuff. Um, you know, even she said she wouldn't vaccinate anything uh, ever, ever again with anything. Uh, this doctor was, oh, Dr. Christine Northrup. She's an obsgyny. They wouldn't give a vaccine for anything because they know it's all a lie. It's all toxic. All of these vaccines are toxic. Now they're putting the COVID shots in with the baby shots. So you're going to see even more kids damaged. So these are all killing everybody. And it is a great reset. The lid is off. People are seeing. Nobody was talking about what, what goes on in hospitals with morphine and midazolam for years and years and, and hospices and syringe drivers. But they're talking about it now. They're seeing that this is literally like a kill machine. It's the meat mincer. You go in one end, in one piece, and you come out the other way minced. If you're lucky, you know, you'll be out there with a bag of medications. And I'm not talking about the emergency room. But even Dr. Kaufman said he wasn't taught any of this and he didn't question any of yeah. it. And lovely, lovely Dr. Dave Cartland. He's literally had the biggest rude awakening yes. in such a short space of time. What a great guy. He realized everything that he was taught is on its head. Yeah. Kate, and, one of the one of the things you're talking about the midazolam and stuff. You were telling this. You were you were saying this like almost at the beginning. And I would hate to say I told you so. Yeah, but you were saying at the beginning we had this gentleman over here, and I forgot the guy's name. You would probably know it, but his father was killed with the morphine and midazolam, and then all of a sudden, as he's beginning to investigate, what happens? Well, we find out he's died, and apparently they, they, they don't want to say, well, this was, a, this was a, um, a homicide, this was somebody coming in and there's something that's, there's some foul play going on. No, 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 this guy is, it's just, you know, it's just a freak kind of thing, maybe you can, I, I forget what the, the story was, but I put it up on the site. What was the guy's name? Do you remember his name by chance? If not, I'll I, see if I, I can I, find I it. I see his face, but I, yeah. I, I, I remember I saw it. him in the picture sitting on that, the, that set of steps there. But I'll have that up in the archive if people want to check it out. But he was doing all of that. Listen, I, I want to tell people. I want to tell the BBC. I want to tell the Daily Snail and everybody there, there else. Yeah. I sent it to you on Telegram. The, the, okay. The, 
a good death. The okay. We'll religious. have we'll have that documentary in here in the archive too. But I want to tell the Daily Smell and everybody else who's attacked Kate. Everything that she has said, at least on this show and the things that I've seen, everything you've said has been exactly on point. It's come to pass, and she's not a prophet or a daughter of a prophet or anything. It's just she knows her history. She knows what the drugs do. She knows what all these kinds of things is. And, you know, I think, Kate, you're being vindicated in what you've said and the people who have supported you. And there have been people who have been even attacking you. You've told us that, too. They've went after you, and yet I think you went to uh, Brighton, and some of the people who had attacked you have their eyes open. They even bought you a speaker system and a microphone so you go around and tell people the truth. Praise God for that, that he opened the ears of them to hear the eyes for the sea, because if people don't listen to what's going on, they're going to fall prey to this stuff, too. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And But you see, it's... I, I think I sent you a video today, and it was in Australia, and it was a doctor in his car. And the car was being attacked by somebody whose loved one had either been injured or died from a vaccine. And he was attacking and smashing up this doctor's car who'd given him the vaccine. And Dr. Cartland actually said to me, he said to one of his colleagues, you know, they're going to come for us with pitchforks. And I said, uh-uh-uh, they don't need to come to the hospital with pitchforks. You, you lot all were, you know, clapped with saucepans on a Thursday night. You, you had priority shopping and you all went shopping in your scrubs and your lanyards. All your neighbors know where you live. Everybody knows you work for the NHS. They don't need to come to your work. They know where you live. And he said, I don't want anyone to think I'm part of it. I'm not part of it. This is why I'm speaking out. And I said, good. That's what everyone needs to do. Now, I had a friend um, I'll say her first name. I don't need to say her surname because everyone knows who she is, Joe, and known her for a long time. I even loaned her money. And, um, you know, she was going out there touting all over her social media. Oh, it's safe. I've had it. My children have had it. And I was so sad because if she's that thick that she can say it's safe when she can't say that because this was way in 2020. It's not safe. No, we, we proved but that she she talked and, and, you know, you know, managed to get her daughters done because they'd have been listening to their mother. And, and I just think she's put that everywhere. And she said it's safe. She's gone and, and stalked me everywhere. And we screenshotted it. And you know what, Joe, because you're probably going to watch this. You see, the evidence is all there and you will stand trial. You deserve to stand trial because you used your position as a registered nurse to tell the public that it was safe, et cetera, and you'd done your family members. You shouldn't have done that, and that's terrible. But you're the one person I'm going to personally make sure that when this all blows, because it is, it's, it's literally happening, even if it takes a few years, just like what happened before in Nazi Germany, eventually those trials came about. But I'm not going to forget, and we've got it all saved, because you need to stand trial for what you've done and what you've said. And you came after me when I was just telling the truth. But that's one thing that I really think but you know I, I I get really cross sometimes and then I have to go and pray and that's when I think no you know what leave it to God because he says he'll have his vengeance that's right and for all of those people who've lied and coerced loved ones colleagues or or who've even threatened them that they would lose their jobs you're going to probably see your own loved ones get sick and die first because that will be your 
yeah. your preference for it. Yeah. It you know, Kate, one of the things you're saying there, and, and let's bring that into perspective, where God says, vengeance is mine, you know, I will repay. We understand that. In the same manner, there's two ways that God does that. And I say this about salvation because most, you know, I rarely bring up theological terms because so many people are labels because people put straw mans up for what I what I believe and they don't get it right no matter how many times I try to correct them. Um but I you know just like I believe God is sovereign in all things there's not anything happening including me shaking my finger like this and you sitting there like this that God is not decreed or else it would not come to pass, okay? Even mistakes, even sins of men those things are decreed. Does it make God evil? Does it make God wicked? He has decreed it for a good purpose because all of his intentions are good. When you have these things here, God either intervenes supernaturally or he uses means for it. And in the, the case of salvation, what we see is the preacher who goes out and preaches the gospel, and God works through that preaching of the gospel to bring men to repentance and faith in Christ. Or, in situations like this, when he brings his vengeance, he's either going to do it supernaturally or he's going to use the means of people to do it. And we need to keep that in mind, that he will bring his vengeance, but sometimes that vengeance comes through what we call justice mm -hmm. because he's a just and a holy God. And so this is why all those people who are in the courts, whether they're in the UK, whether in the United States or anywhere else around the world, those who are in those positions are ministers of God. And if they are not going to uphold the moral law of God, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get vengeance. And you're either going to get it with God directly dealing with you or with the people dealing with you. And it's yeah. a warning. It's not, I'm, I'm not, you know, testosterone here. It's a warning because you go back and you look in history, and that's exactly what you'll see. They did. The Polish Highlanders, a lovely Polish gentleman, I think I've mentioned it before, he gave me a book. And his grandfather had told him, and the, the collaborators uh, in, during Nazi, the Nazi times against the Polish people, the, the Polish Highlanders collaborated. And every town and village, they set up their own little court and they hung them. They, they hung the collaborators. Now, that's not me saying that. That's history. That's right. That's right. Really, you know, the law is <laughs> under the Rome statutes. So don't all get your knickers in a twist. Did you get that pedophile enabling BBC? Yeah. So, but you know, this, it, it doesn't matter when you go through all of it or we'll take it back to Archie. They don't have the right, if the means are there uh, to, to do this, and we're not even at the two years, then surely, and I, I, I can't remember, please do correct me in the chat if anybody's read it. There was, the parents wanted him moved to a hospice and something was said about it, it would be too dangerous. Yes. More dangerous than killing. <laughs> yes, right. It's, like oh, it, it, it's it, silly. It Kate, is, it's like hang on, hang on. Let's close out the show and then we'll get back to you. Guys, have a great weekend, great Lord's Day, and we'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m., Lord willing, on Monday, and catch Bradley at 3 p.m. for two hours today. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Catch us on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com for the rest of this. See ya. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from uh, Red State Talk Radio. And I apologize, Kate. I, sh I was watching the clock, and then when you started talking, I was thinking, well, I'm just reading a couple of things here, and that minute and a half went like that. So go ahead, it's finish your thoughts. <laughs> the, the whole hour has yes. just flown bizarre. Yes. Yeah, um, you know, this, this, it's, it's like the patient that was lying in bed with a syringe driver, 
and he died two days later of his cancer. But the two nurses came in the door and gave him his booster shot. Um, it, 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 for me, it's as crazy as that to say you can't go to a hospice because it's dangerous. No, I'll just switch the ventilator off here. Why can't they transfer him? You know, it's well, I, this is yeah. And I, this is the nurses and doctors. Never mind. People go. Are they not thinking straight? Well, I, I, you know, are they not thinking? Forget the straight. Just are they not thinking? Well, stop and stop and think about it. Because I've been thinking about this. Stop and think about it. The hospitals have become government agents. That's what they've become. If you don't believe me, why are there police officers there in the hospital to guard the hospitals? If you try to take your kid out, what are the doctors and nurses going to do? Now it's your kid. God gave them to you. You read the passage from Psalm 127 earlier. God gave them to you. They are, people don't like this, this term, but our forefathers in the 1800s used to understand it, in the 1700s and the 1600s used to understand it. They are yours. They are your property. Okay? You are their guardian. You are their parent. Why is it unlawful for you to remove them from a harm what you believe what you believe to be a harmful position they're in even a deadly one such as archie why is that harmful i I gotta tell you this is again i go back to the militia what did abraham do did he wait for the police to come in did he did he look for government to come in or anything like that no abraham saw that his nephew was captured by some foreign kings with armies And he had his own army inside his own house, 318 men, trained men, well-trained men, to go. And he says, guys, saddle up. We're going out here, and we're going to get our nephew back. They didn't ask permission to do it. They went and did it. And they got got Lot out. And as they're coming back, they meet uh, Melchizedek, who is the king of Salem, which is Jerusalem. He's also the high priest of God. And he meets them with bread and wine. We know what that represents, the body and blood of Christ, because he did that at Last Supper. And he didn't chastise Abraham and say, you should have let government do that. Oh, you should have just let the kings take care of things. No, no, no. He commended him with bread and wine. And Abraham gave him 10% of the spoils that they got, which would later become the tithe. Okay, So this is why I'm saying there is a, there is a lesson to be learned. If you're in the U.K., I brought this up, Kate, you know, you put me in touch with, what was the guy's name? David, uh, who was running against Sadiq Khan, or whatever was it was. Yeah. Is that oh, his name? David Curtin. David Curtin. David Curtin, brother, I, you know, I tried to challenge you in these areas to think, and you went Mr. Milk Toast on things. I'm just yeah, going to say that. As well. Yeah. You went Mr. Milk Toast on it. You didn't fight. You didn't stand for what you said you believed in. And I gave you instruction as to what God says, no matter whether your people have lost that mentality or not. And it's until the people get the idea in their head that you are dealing with an evil that, yes, we have to pray. No question about it. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We're not here to convert people. And that's what Paul is talking about. We're not here to convert people to following the way, the Lord Jesus. We're not here to do that by the tip of the sword. But when you have people who are engaged in trying to kill other people, trying to maim other people and injure them, and all of these kinds of things, that is not what that passage is talking about. God expects us to stand up and do our duty out of love for our neighbor. 
And I don't know what it's going to take for, for many of these people who've been taught by hirelings in the church wrong, the, the wrong side of Romans 13 to stand up and do these kinds of things in order to preserve life, not let other people take it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Well, what we see, talking about the agents of the state, I, I, I just keep seeing footage of the, the drag queens with a police escort um, the pride rallies that went everywhere. Incidentally, I, I missed the one in Brighton. I can only really, I'm quite glad. But um, the pride rallies with the cops dancing with them. And I just think, oh, come on, enough already. At least if you're in a profession where you're supposed to be, you know, a police officer, shouldn't you behave a certain way? Aren't you meant to be impartial? Um, they, they weren't dancing with us. They were, they were walloping us a lot over the heads with truncheons. Um, if everything's everything is an inversion. That's it. If you just look at everything that's being done is an inversion. And I I woke up this morning knowing that I was coming on the radio today, and I was thinking about how would how would I behave if it were my son, even as an adult son. And what well, I kind of know what I'd be doing. I, they'd they'd have to restrain me, gag me, and lock me in a cell, and I'd be making that much noise. I don't. I just couldn't, I couldn't leave myself. Um, I, 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 I commend the mother for her decorum, the way she's behaving. Yes. I'm not sure. I, I know that when my, my beloved son Gabriel told me that he was having the, uh, the Depop shot, or by the time I got to my daughter's was so upset, and he's already got, has to have a heart scan every year. And he, I believe he's had more than one. And I went into a, the biggest meltdown ever. And, yeah, you were going um, to give his girlfriend's dad the big tongue wagging, weren't you? <laughs> oh, I was going to give him more than I threatened to. Not, not, I th- I, and I'll admit it, down the phone, I screamed and shouted so much at my son that my blood pressure went up. I saw like white lights. No, I said, you know, that should anything happen to him, that I would personally go around that house and I would rip the man's lungs out, I think I said. And... I, I was like, give me his address. I'm coming around now. Uh, and it was because his girlfriend's father had talked him into it, not knowing his medical history. But, you know, he's a 21-year-old. 21, you know, men died younger than my son fighting in illegal wars for us. So, um, but he, he doesn't realize, he's not going to watch this, but he doesn't realize he's been having lots of chlorine dioxide while he's been at my house. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice. I said, that's good for your hair. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure how I would behave. And that's what I would like to say to anyone who's watching the show. Turn off your TVs, if you've still got the idiot's lantern rolling. Um, close that rag mag called the newspaper. Switch off your mobile phones and just go and lie down on your garden with your eyes shut and just get in the moment. And don't, don't imagine the scenario happening. You must never do that. The mind is very powerful. But think, what would you do? What would you do if it were your loved one? How would you respond knowing that there are doctors out there who want to help and try and let him recover, that you've got Dr. Burns saying he can recover from this. And then you've got the hospitals that you pay for, actually, in the UK, telling you, no, we're going to switch it off. And no, we're just going to switch the ventilator off. We're not even going to try and wean him off it like we would normally. No, we're just going to switch it off. What would you do? How would you feel? Because... um, it's a very uncomfortable thing. No matter how much I, like this morning, was trying to think what I would do, I had to keep stopping myself because my pulse rate was going up. I was starting to get sweaty and agitated. 
And to watch this woman, I can't imagine what they've been through as a family. And don't forget, we're seeing them. We're seeing them after they've had to deal with this for a while and they've already gone through the court process. It's it's horrific. It's horrific. I was told yesterday by Jackie Devoy, and I, I haven't been able to check this out. So again, you know, um, you've got the you've got the devil's tool, you've got your phones, you've got everything else. So be become an investigator, everybody. But she told me that there was a particular nurse that went to um different places the last time to switch off the ventilator. It was a particular nurse that did it. I said, What's her name? Ratchet? Nurse <laughs> yeah. Ratchet? Yeah. You know what? Does she wear a black cloak and have a big thing and just tap once on the door i mean really would somebody have that as a job what's your job i go and switch the ventilators off you'd have to be one sick minded individual a psychopath to do that well that's that's sort of what i was getting at when i relayed the story about abraham and lot there in the men that abraham had what would it be you know we just showed uh pierce corbin and and who was the other guys you you had a lady and brian brian and what was the other lady that was there I'll just find it because uh, I think Jeff Wyatt, who is, we'll get him back on soon. Actually, we will get okay, Jeff Wyatt. So, He's got a very interesting story. Yeah, I'm trying to th- see. You didn't have. Tessa. Ha- Tessa. So Tessa. Yeah, Tessa. Tessa. So, so we have we have these people here standing out with their signs, and that's all good. I mean, at least it's drawing some attention. But can you imagine if a thousand Englishmen, I'm not talking about the women, I'm talking about the English men. Okay, this is a when the when the Bible addresses the Ten Commandments, it's addressed to men. Men went to the elders, and if they had questions, they asked them because they were the ones to instruct their families. Deuteronomy six, teach them diligently the commands of God to your families. Right, so the the commands are always to the men. If if a thousand Englishmen showed up at the hospital and said, "We're not going to be pushed out by a couple of security guards. We're going up there, and we're going to ensure that you're not going to to kill this young man." Because you think he's brain dead, even though he's grabbing his mama's fingers, and we can see it clearly. Um, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do this evil dude. And if we have to rotate out of here 24 seven to ensure that you don't, we're going to do that. Even unarmed, a thousand men are they going to stop that? I don't think so. This is what I'm talking about, Kate. There, there comes a time, and I, I appreciate what you said. There, there's a time for protests. You know, there's a time for getting out there. You got millions of people in the street, but it's not changing a thing. There's got to be action on the part of the people, and those who are seeking to oppress you are counting on your backing down when you know the 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 big money's on the table, so to speak. They're counting on you to back down and say, "Well, wait a minute, I don't want to lose my job. Well, wait a minute, I don't want to go to jail. Well, wait a minute, I don't want to get fined." Now. Kate, I can say this in all honesty. It isn't you don't toot your own horn, so I'll, I'll toot it. Um, but you know, you've went there, you've done the stuff, you've got the hat and the T-shirt from the jail cell, you've got the fines that you're paying for, and all this other stuff. It's not that it doesn't cost you to take a stand. It does. Jesus said you count the cost, right? He says uh, to follow him. He says the man doesn't go and build a building without counting the cost, lest he start with the foundation and he not have enough money to finish it, right? And then he looks like a fool. So we're not out to look like fools. We're counting the cost. This may cost us something. In fact, usually it does. But if there's a thousand men who go there, I don't think anybody's going to pay the price except the bad guys. That's just my, that's, that's what I think about it. Um, and, and standing up for this young man, Archie, I, I really do. Yeah. And, and, you know, people saying, 
we, we do lose things. You know, I, I was discredited everywhere. I was mocked. I had death threats, lots of death threats. Uh, I had lies told about me, you know, saying that the, what they did and then everyone's sharing it because they're too stupid to go and look it up themselves. Um, I had, I lost a lot of my business but it's come back thick and thick and fast. Um, I lost, um, well, who really wanted that nursing license? Not me. You could, I'd wipe my feet on that on the way out. Um, so all of those things. But when you, when you stay with what is right, uh, and I, see, I say this to Dr. Carland all the time, when God is with you, no one can stand against you. That's if right. You stay, stay on the right side. You know, nothing would have would have I, I wouldn't change anything i've done i just actually i'd have probably done it more and come out sooner um although i was out of the box straight away but i i wouldn't change what i've done at all i'd i'd still if even if someone said look this is going to happen to you if you do it i'd be like well whatever and um and that's how i feel now this young man people are reading the newspapers in the uk and it's saying that he's brain stem dead and and he's had this test when he hasn't. So do you see the papers are lying and they're getting people ready. Now, just remember the Nightingale hospitals that were built in the UK, which were just a big like hangar with all the ventilators. They don't do things like that unless they're going to use them. And it's interesting that the newspapers just put this story forward. There'll be lots of cases where people have gone to the court to try and stop That's it. right. Yep, there will be. And but there are, like I said about the morphine and modazolam cases, there's a case going through right now. Now, a um, lady called Tara, who works for Charlie Ward, she has a daughter who was vaccine. I believe she was vaccine damaged. I might be wrong. Please forgive me, Tara, if you see this. But whatever ha- happened to this young young child, when she, she became, she had um, some kind of uh, learning disabilities then. And she's in a residential care. She's a young woman now. I believe she's in her early 20s. But Tara is very hands-on. She goes and collects her. She takes her on holiday. She takes her out the weekends. And they wanted to give this young woman her COVID injections, and she didn't want them. And Tara wouldn't let them do it. And then they decided they didn't just want to give her that. They wanted to give her all her childhood injections as well that she'd missed because of a vaccine she'd had when she was very young that they believed caused this problem, this brain injury. So... She had to keep going for court appearances and she didn't back down. She had Professor Dolores Kay, who was prepared to be an expert witness. Dr. Cartland also got involved. And um, just last week, she called me to tell me that they won. They're not going to be giving the daughter. They were sorry. They were going to the court the, uh, to get the right to restrain this young woman, to restrain her against her will because she didn't want the needle, to give her the COVID shots and all her childhood vaccines. This is where we're at. They went to court to get an order so that they could restrain her. So Tara called me. She said they won. They're not, the court, they can't do it. They, the, they lost their case. They can't restrain her and they can't give her any of the injections. So don't give up, people. You must stand by what is right and keep going. And you will have pitfalls along the way. You will come up against people that are ignorant, that are stupid and try and be patient. Just today, I was in my local um, supermarket, Waitrose, and this I picked something up in this, this chappy. He was tall. He was walking. He was slim. He was in his 80s, started talking to me. And what got my attention was he had all his own teeth. 
And uh, we got chatting and it ended up, he told me his, his son was a doctor and his wife came over. She was beautiful. She was in her 80s, slim, absolutely lovely couple. And then they said, they got talking about the COVID shots and, and I had them. I said, no, and I wasn't having them. And they were horrified. And then they said, but, you know, most people have had it. I said, no, they haven't. They said, well, I said, nobody needs it. And he said, well, but if people have hadn't had it, there would have been so many deaths. And I said, that's not true. On what are you basing that? And he said, well, my son told me the hospitals were full. I said, well, I don't know what hospital your son's looking at because they weren't. That's right. And doctors telling us and nurses well we had people we had people like uh i forget the lady's name we tried to have her on and she said she would come on and then she do it and, and i forget what the she's in my telegram but i don't see a lot of individuals there so if you guys get on telegram and you send me a message i probably won't see it it gets buried up under the groups and stuff sorry about that it's just the way it is but i think there's something kate and we've had um gentlemen on before to talk about it um this and i can't say it in in french here the Sestu Q Trust Act of 1666, uh, where they basically declared everybody lost at sea. So, in in a lot in the in the system, what happens is is that people are considered dead. This is why you have to have somebody speak on your behalf. You've got to get one of these attorneys at the bar. And I've told you guys this about the um, the the double authenticated birth certificate, right, from my state, from the feds, right, and the numbers that are there. And I've been in, I've been pointed out that the number at the top is actually your QCIP number, which shows that they are trading you on the stock market exchange, and there is lots and lots of money they're making off of you, but they want to keep you ignorant of it. They want to keep you in poverty. They want to keep you under control. And I think this is where a lot of people get in that mindset. They're in the mindset that you're just chattel. You're 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 here for a little while. And then you're, you're, you know, we can dispose of you when we want to, this kind of mindset that comes in, instead of looking at, you're, you're made in the image of God, and we need to do everything we can to protect you, to care for you, to, he, to bring healing to you, to bring cures to you. And yet you would think, Kate, with after all this time, I don't know how many decades this thing has been going on, about hey let's let's join and let's give to to fight this kind of cancer or that kind of cancer there's a there's a pretty simple explanation change the way you eat and we can also talk about chlorine dioxide because that will do it whether you eat or whatever you're eating or not but it'll at least give you the opportunity where it knocks out the pathogen uh, or knocks out the trophoblast as as uh, doc, uh, dr griffin says It'll knock that out so that you can get your diet right, but get, take care of the, the immediate threat right there at first, and then come back and bring these kinds of things in. In fact, this is some of the stuff that I'm going to be sending to, um, to Lynn Taylor. Here's my, here's my chlorine dioxide. Yeah, well, this is the CD kit. These are empty bottles. I'm going to be filling them because I've got 10 pounds of sodium chloride. That's not chloride, which is table salt. It's sodium chloride. And you mix that with the hydrochloric acid, all of it's watered down. When you mix that stuff together, you put it in there. I, I just got a, a thing from our friend Georgia, um, which I was happy to hear about. She had mixed up the CDS, which is different than the MMS. Uh, so CDS is the one that I, sh I played the video for us on Saturday uh, from Dr. Calker. When I mix this up here, I'm going to probably video that. You guys are going to see how terrible a cook I am in the in the kitchen. But <laughs> well, I'm going to mix that up. And one of the things is is that 
uh, Georgia just did the CDS, and I said, just add one or two liters. You know, you don't want it too strong because that stuff is, I mean, it's it's powerful. It's really powerful. How many, how many parts? How many parts per million are you supposed to have? I'm not sure about the specifics. What he's got laid out, he doesn't lay it out as parts per million. He does it in parts, like one part this, 7.8 parts per this. Okay, so you're... That, we, we, so when he, And then when he gives a protocol, what he does is you put the two together, the sodium chloride that's been obviously watered down, and the uh, hydrochloric acid, which has been watered down. You mix them together, and then what you're going to do is you're going to do it in drops. Um, and again, I'm not a doctor, don't play one on TV, didn't spend a night in Holiday Inn Express, but this is information. This is up to you. You accept that responsibility if you go do it. I can tell you I've been doing it for since 2019, since before the pandemic. And I know Kate's been doing it for a year or so, and we have other people, but George came back the next day. She said, I feel like I got a, she said, I feel like I got a cold going on. I said, you know, put probably two liters just to be safe because the stuff's in there. And just drink that, you know, over the day, over the course of the day. She wrote me back the next morning. Boy, I feel tons better. Good. Glory to God for that. That's a natural compound that the creator if you take, has made. If you take too much. Yep. Because, you know, you, you, we all have parasites. Yep. And, it, and it, there's a, it's a really big dose to kill parasites. And, you know, I'm one of these people I like to. I never tell someone to do something unless I've tried it myself. That's right. That's right. And uh, I made up a big... I made up the, the real hardcore. I think it was a teaspoon of the chlorine dioxide, half a teaspoon of the activator. Please don't follow this, folks. And uh, I, I pulled this paper off Dr. Lee Merritt's site, which she said, you know, it's just information. It's just entertainment. And uh, I made it. And um, I started having it. I'm telling you. I'm, and everyone knows I do coffee enemas. And uh, when I first started doing the Gerson therapy over 10 years ago, that first few months of doing coffee enemas, you know, um, well, there was some spectacular catastrophes. Um, that coffee and everything else, I, you know, even the cat got pepper sprayed. But um, I, I used to feel a certain way. as, And what it was was all the toxins coming out, and you'd have these horrible yes. reactions. The toxins would be in your blood, so your joints would hurt. You'd get this horrible headache. And I've started having some of that. But I, um, what I did notice is um, you, you – it's really, it's really interesting because I noticed uh, my skin changing a little bit, and um, I, I definitely feel, and I feel, I felt tired, but that, but I know what this feeling is. It's like when I was detoxing, heavy detoxing, when I was doing the Gerson therapy, and I used to do um, castor oil three times a week. I had to, to two or three times a week. I had to drink it. It was hideous, and then I had to put it in an enema as well. And that's a really fast detox. And you can't do that if you've done chemo because it will kill you. It will kill you. Yeah. Because you release too many toxins all at once and you have this massive overwhelming, is it called a Herxheimer response? It's too much. But I definitely notice when I've done the bigger dose, I'm detoxing. You know, I'll Yeah, be, well, and what people need to understand is, you know, and I think uh, uh, Mark Grennan, when we had him on, you know, he's saying if you've got too much, you're either going to get really bad diarrhea or you're going to you're going to vomit. And those are ways the body gets rid. Of, it's it's the way the body gets rid of the poisons or chemicals or toxins that are too much for it to handle. Uh, and, and we see that all the time. That doesn't necessarily mean the stuff is bad in and of itself. It, it just means you got a really high dose and you need to back that off. That's why I, I tell people 
Uh, and I hope Georgia didn't mean mind. I didn't say your last name, Georgia. <laughs> but I hope she didn't mind me bringing that. But I just wanted people to understand there are people who are doing this, and they are seeing the results of it. Now, I've had times where, yeah, you can tell it, boy. You you know, I'm sitting here working. You're like, okay, I, yeah, I got to go. Um, it, but it, that is a work in which the body is ridding itself of things that it doesn't need inside it. It's trying to get rid of it. We do it when we sweat at night, uh, when we sleep. We do it when we sweat in the day, obviously. And um, uh, when we go to the bathroom, all these kinds of things is a way of our body ridding itself of these toxins that you talk about. You talked about one time, you know, chemicals that would that would burn coming out. I, you know, I've had those sensations too. I'm sure pe- other people yeah, have. It was, uh, they would burn my yeah. So And it should because... But it did. And also yeah. I could smell things. I was like, I recognize that smell. And one of them was the Cydex that we used to use for cleaning the nebulizers uh, in, in the 80s. Yeah, you know, these things were, were, uh, were exposed to. But I was sitting here while you were talking to him about 20 minutes ago, and I started getting really hot and covered in sweat. And that's because I'd not long had a gulp of a big piece of this before. <laughs> <laughs> it's hitting you. Cool, yeah. Now, are you doing the CDS or are you doing the MMS? Are you doing the one cool. where you do the gas, like a, a caulker says, and you put it in your cupboard and you wait, or are you doing the the MMS? I'm doing the one at the moment where you mix it. You 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 mix the chlorine dioxide with the activator, and you wait, and then you tip it into a bottle of water. Okay. All right. So, so you're doing the MMS. Okay. So the CDS is the one, and I think I, I played the video of Cocker doing it, where you put it in the shot glass, you close it off, you stick it in the cover. That's the CDS. I want people to understand the difference. Chlorine dioxide solution. The MMS is the, I don't know, mighty mineral solution or something like that. Anyway, that one's the one that I always use. I make it up. I made it up this morning for our water uh, filtration. And, you know, you put the drops in there. You let it activate for about a minute. You you can I put it in a shot glass. You fill it up with water. I dump it in the bottom section of my water filtration, and then I let the water go into it so it kind of gets mixed up really good. And that way, you're using that prophylactically. That is not to treat anything. That's using it prophylactically. Your body gets used to it. So that way, when you if you have to use a protocol, we use. And by the way, it sounds it sounds very small. Uh, I think Mark said the Protocol 1000, which we talked about for the mRNA shot, if you've had that, which is three drops in four ounces of water eight times a day, every hour, for three weeks. If you haven't been using that prophylactically, you're probably going to start off with like one drop because it might make you what we call sick. It's not sick. It might make you feel ill. Let me put it that way. And you might throw up. You might have some diarrhea or whatever the case may be, because it's so powerful. It's going in, it's killing all the bad pathogens, all the bad bacteria, but it leaves all the good stuff because it's oxygenating the body. Yeah, people, you know what, it, uh, like I say, I don't think most people know what it feels like to feel well. I, I, I was out this morning, I was walking the dogs on the forest just after seven o'clock for a few hours. I'm wilting a bit now. <laughs> um but when I went, then went into my local town, it's like the, the, the people, they're just decrepit. They're on scooters. They're limping. They're overweight. They're, they look terrible. 
And so um, I don't think they know what it feels like to feel well. Anyway, Tim, I've got to go. So I just want to finish with sure, something sure. on a bit of a good note. You know, watching Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> it, 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 it is a caricature. And then who's the black lady who comes on? She talks drivel as well. Oh, you're talking about uh, Biden's uh, first lesbian, black, African-American, whatever well, kind what of stuff, is. all that kind of stuff that doesn't know her head from the hole in the ground? Yeah. And then when I was listening to where Biden had done a speech and he said, and the president's, he doesn't even know if he's the president. And so I put it to you, American people. What are you lot doing over there? They're showing you. They're showing you that this is a comedy sketch. Why? Why is anybody going along with it? Why is anybody going along with it? Because the people are the butt of the joke here. The people are. And the people are more than happy to return it by saying, let's go, Brandon, making fun of him and this, that, and the other, instead of saying, wait a minute, we need to get this guy out of the office. We need to put him through, we need to prosecute him, put him through due process, and then not put him in a cell, put him six feet under if he's guilty of treason, which I think he is. But anyway, I, I give you the last word here, Kate, and then I know you got to go and we'll close out the show. Yep. Um, Anyone who's got any health issues, you can contact me on naturalnurse at mail.com. I'm so busy <laughs> because everyone's getting so sick. Um, um, don't wait until you get to the point where you are sick because by eating what is natural, which is generally in the first two hours of the supermarket, if it's got a big list of ingredients on the packet, you shouldn't be eating it. An egg looks like an egg. A fish, piece of fish looks like a piece of fish. A piece of meat looks like meat. Um, fresh fruit and vegetables should be in its natural form. I constantly hear everybody going, oh, what vitamin should I take? Be my guest. The first two aisles of the supermarket, there's your vitamins. People are still not getting it, and they want to just keep buying expensive uh, vitamins and minerals. If you can't afford it, I have someone say this to me, I can't afford to do the program. I said, why can't you? You're already taking these supplements. Just stop taking those and buy the fresh fruit and vegetables. So don't wait till you get sick. Afford change today. Make that change today. And everything is light. The sun is shining. It's wonderful. Actually, we're getting microwaved today because they were even spraying the skies this morning at five o'clock when I got up. So the skies are a big whitish blue haze at the moment. Uh, as they microwave us to trap the heat in. Um, so right now, there's never been a, a time where you should be looking after your immunity. And how do you look after that? Clean air, clean food, nutrient-dense, clean water, no tap water with chlorine in it, bromine, fluoride, clean mind, clean thoughts, because remember what you think, it comes back. And if anybody really wants to, um, there's a post that I've sent to Tim, if you want to fight for this little boy, uh, little boy's not, he's really a young man. Um, you can go to the hospital. You can write to all those people on it because remember, today it's him. Tomorrow it could be you. That's right. That's right. And we will have that over here. One last thing I'm going to close out with out of England. I got this across the wire yesterday. This was Boris Johnson, the guy who just stepped down, you know, the guy who can't brush his hair. It looks like he did brush his hair in this photo. I don't know what the, the issue is here. Here's what he said. May oh, of that's, 2000 when Eton. That's, that's when he's at Eton. That's yeah. in Eton. May 2015, he says, I have to be honest here. 
Now, when look, I was I've told you guys my thing about I have to be honest because that's sort of a cultural saying down here. I've gotten away from that because it makes people think you haven't been honest with them the whole time you're talking. Okay, and I thank my friend Jerry Johnson for that very much. I have to be honest here. I was born in the wrong time. I'd be much happier living in the Middle Ages, lopping the heads off of smelly peasants, and then giving the stable boy a jolly good buggering. This guy is talking about sodomy. Okay, now how how often have Bradley and I both talked about these men being compromised? They're compromised. Oh, and by the way, all you people excited about Carrie Lake out there in Arizona? Go and look what how she was friends with the, the drag queen guy, the transvestite, the whatever you want to call him, the man who dresses up like a woman. Look how they were friends and they were passing back things. And then when she started running for office, she cut that guy off. And the guy told. He told on it. She is another Trump. She is another DeSantis. She is another controlled opposition who will do what she's told when the time is there. She's been part of the Mockingbird media, and you guys get all excited. Look, I've had a video up of her where she really gave it to the Mockingbird media. Exactly right. But I'm telling you right now, you watch and see. She'll do the same stuff. She'll go along with the same unconstitutional, unlawful things. She'll get the, the top of the, you know, the, the low-hanging fruit, and she'll push that to you as though she's really upholding things. But you watch her as to what she does. Go and support um, this young man, uh, Archie. And I think it's called, let's see, it's called crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash P as in Papa forward slash playing dash God. Okay. I'm well, gonna, this, is, this is the, this is the documentary incidentally. Oh, it's the documentary. Okay. I thought yeah, there's but, a, but there's a, but this do, is a, this is a crowdfunder. Yeah. The crowdfunder for the new documentary that's being made playing God. Okay. It's, this is what Jackie DeVoy is doing. She's amazing. But, you know, this This is and, – and everyone's – it's crazy how people – she lives down the road from me. And, I, I, you know, I was talking to her and I said, where, 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 whereabouts in the UK are you based? And she's, you know, just down the road from me. Um, so we're going out next week for lunch. This documentary is going to expose what they're doing in the hospitals. They're playing God. Yeah. And the more people that are aware of what's going on, the more likely they are to say, you know what, we're not doing this anymore. Because what, who, who gives a doctor the right to decide that they're going to, A, take away your food, your water, your essential medication, yeah. or turn off the buttons for the, the ventilator? And this is exactly what happened. We heard of patients who were in hospitals crying for their loved ones to give them a drink yeah. because they were thirsty, and yet they were on a death pathway. Yeah, That's what and, they do. yeah, and remember, Jesus said, even if you give a cup of cold water in my name, right, you're doing it unto me. So defy the tyrants. That's I have an agenda in playing that stuff. I've told you guys, playing the thing at the first with the kids. I still, It's been two years or more that I've been playing that. And I'm wondering when I'm going to stop playing it, but I don't see that coming in the future. If you give even a cold, cup of cold water in Jesus' name, you are doing it unto him. So remember that. Defy the tyrants. Obey God. Rebel against the tyranny that's before you. That's the message of the Sons of Liberty. All right. So, guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. He'll be on for two hours today. Get with the people of God this weekend. I, I, seriously. Get with the people of God. Read the Word of God out loud. It is powerful. People cannot he unhear what you tell them. 
and it will convict them in ways you don't know. You don't have to you don't have to beat them down. You just here's what here's what the Bible says. Here's what God says. And it convicts the heart. I, I don't know how it does it, but it does it. And trust God to do those kinds of things. Let that be your front line. The other things we talked about, your second line. But that, your front line, that's where you're going to get your power. That's where God's going to work, is by you honoring Him first, and then second, doing your duty before God and man. Do that. Have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day, and Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning, or not in the morning, but Monday, 6 a.m. Talk to you then. See ya.